You're listening to the Ink Tales Podcast, a show where I go out in the city, meet new people, and get the stories behind their tattoos. I'm Tenoch. Come join me on my journey. Today on the show, I'm in Weston, Connecticut with my guest, Katie Poole. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to see you here on this momentous day of Claudia's 50th birthday. Thank you. Uh, It's a pleasure. Good to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while since we uh, got together and had a few drinks. Yep. Yep. So what's on the docket tonight for drinks? Um, I am currently drinking a cucumber martini that I made myself. It's my signature my signature signature drink. Yeah, you were a few of. <laughs> you were coming for some Casamigos, but uh I don't know what happened. You drank but it all. I drank it all. You drank it all. The whole bottle. Yeah, it's all gone. It's okay. All right. So for everyone in the show, uh tell us who you are, what you do, and then uh we'll get to your tattoos. So my name is Katie Poole. Um I currently live in Monroe, Connecticut. I am a high school mathematics teacher in Fairfield, Connecticut, which is where I grew up. What grade do you teach? High school. (laughs) Okay. So I teach honors pre-calculus, AP calculus, and statistics, which is mostly juniors and seniors, but I have sophomores and one freshman as well. So that sounds great. Not one of my favorite subjects, but, uh, you know, maybe if I had a better teacher. (laughs) Yes, most people don't think I'm a math teacher when they meet me. They think I'm a PE teacher, but I'm not. Um, another thing about me, as you know, I love to lift weights. I'm a heavy weightlifter. It's my passion. I love to go to the gym. Um, yeah, that's me. So what would you say your discipline is if you weightlift? Are you more towards like strongman, powerlifter, Olympic weightlifter, crossfitter? I don't do cardio ever. So. I'm more of like a, I'm a power lifter. So I like to lift heavy. Um, I I have a bad lower back, so I can't do like deadlifting or squats or anything. But uh, bench is my favorite thing to do. So. So what is your best number you put up on bench? My highest to date is 175. And I'm going for 185. I want to get that 185. I see that really close in your future. I think you can hit that. I think I can too. <laughs> so what got you into weightlifting? So I was a swimmer my whole life. And um, I started lifting weights when I was 12 years old um, as part of my conditioning for swimming. And then I, when I was a junior in high school, I tore my rotator cuff. And I swam, had surgery, swam my senior year, but then couldn't really recover from the, the injury. So I started coaching and kind of lost my way athletically. Um, And then probably in my late 20s, early 30s, I had my kids, really let my body go. And then um, I just decided at some point that I needed to get back into the gym. And I started doing classes at the gym, these strong classes at the edge. And then um, I started working out with a trainer and he just made me fall in love with lifting heavy. Um, And I realized that the key to losing weight, I had lost about 50 pounds at the time. um, And I realized that the key to losing weight wasn't really all the cardio, which was what I thought I needed to do. It, It was building the muscle mass so that you're burning calories at rest rather than, you know, doing all that needless cardio 
No, I agree. I am not a cardio fan uh, by any means. I am totally on the side of lifting heavy as many times as possible. Um, but I want to know, since bench is like your favorite thing, what is it that really like got you about bench? And how do you feel after you hit like one of those big lifts? So I, when I first started benching, I wasn't really worried too much about lifting heavy. And then once I started getting stronger, I started getting closer and closer to getting the plates on the bar. And I, as a woman, as a woman in my 40s, you don't see many women in the gym with the plates on the bar benching, you know, like they'll deadlift, they'll squat, whatever. Um, so I just made it my goal to to do one with the plates. Um, and actually, a memory just came up on Facebook um, just a, like a week or two ago, five years ago today was the day that I made my PR of 135 and getting those plates up. Um, and ever since I hit that goal, I've just continued to make more and more goals for myself. So then I wanted to bench my body weight because that was like a big deal. Um, and so I did that with the 175 over my body weight. Um, and now I just want to get to the 185 because I want the plates and the 25 pounds on there. Just, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just love it. I, it's my favorite muscle group to work out. And, um, I feel really strong when I'm there and it's, I I hate leg day. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I just love doing chest day. Yeah. I would say that is, um, that's rare in, in women to like to do, uh, bench. How long do you think before you hit two plates on each side? I, I don't even have that on my radar as a goal, but I, I'm, sh- I'm like 95% confident that once I hit the 185, I'll increase it to the 225 and I'll, and I'll want to go for the two plates. So I don't know. It's, it's been slow progress. I think COVID, I hit the 175 before COVID and then COVID hit and I couldn't go to the gym and, um, I had some weights at home, but I couldn't bench and it's been slow progress getting back up there. I also have some issues with, um, you know, the tennis elbow and the tendonitis in my elbow. Um, I also, I'm going to have to have surgery on my knee at some point this year. So that might impact my, my progress. Hopefully I'll hit the 185 before I get to the surgery option, but we'll see, but I'll keep you posted. If I if I hit the 185, I'm sure I'll I'll revise my new goal to 225. <laughs> I'm sure that you can hit 225. Uh, I think a 10 pound difference on where you're at now. I, I don't think that's very far away. So I see that goal being um, crushed real soon. So I am on your side, and I can't wait to hear when you hit 185. Because after that, Instagram. you'll see it. Yeah, after that, 225 is going to be real close. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So now we know a little bit about you. Uh, so what I know is you have one tattoo. Okay. So I want to know the entire story of this tattoo, where it is, when you got it, how it felt, and how you feel about that now. Okay. So uh, my one and only tattoo I got when I was 16. Um, I have i i was like a total hippie like deadhead fan like went to a bunch of grateful dead shows i did a lot of um you know partying when i was younger um and i was very into like native americans and 
And particularly, I've always loved Coco Pelli. So Coco Pelli is the Native American god for fertility and music. Um, and so I have a Coco Pelli necklace on and I have lots of Coco Pelli like paraphernalia at home. Not like drug paraphernalia, but like lots of Coco Pelli stuff at home. Um, and I've just always, for some reason, gravitated towards Coco Pelli. So um, I had a good friend of mine in high school who was an artist and she, I had asked her, I was like, you know, I want a tattoo that no one else has. So I asked her to draw me like an alternative version of Coco Pelli. Um, and in high school, I had dreadlocks um, and I played the flute. Um, so, and I was a hippie. Wait, you had dreadlocks? I did. And you played the flute? I did. Is there a picture of this somewhere? So there's, I have multiple pictures of me with dreadlocks. I do not have any pictures of me playing the flute with my dreadlocks, but um, I, I can show you a picture of me with my dreadlocks. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she drew this drawing for me and I loved it. And so I went to um, Captain's Cove in Bridgeport and there was a tattoo place called Physical Graffiti um right on the water and i went up there they didn't card me or anything and um i got my first my one and only tattoo while i was 16 years old so they didn't card you at all no i think the dreadlocks made me through them off a little bit (laughs) okay so when you got in there were you nervous going in like like oh shit i don't have an id like are they gonna card me or did you know like yeah this is gonna be super easy no, I went in with full confidence, and they never once questioned me. Yeah, because what was the worst that was going to happen? They were going to be like, "Yeah, no, you're clearly not old enough. Get out." Okay, so when you got on the chair, you knew exactly what you wanted. How did it feel the first time that needle the needle hit your skin? Hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> and where is this tattoo that you have? Where is it placed? It's on the the side of my lower leg, so it's like kind of on the side of my calf muscle. So you got it when you were 16. How do you feel that that tattoo is aged and how do you feel about it now? I mean, it's aged well because it's in an area of my body where like my skin hasn't like wrinkled. I think, you know, a lot of my friends at the time were getting tattoos like on their stomachs and their lower, like I, I, like I knew I was going to have kids one day. Like I didn't want to get a tattoo anywhere where I thought, it wouldn't age well. So I think it's aged well. Um, would I get this tattoo again at my age? Probably not. I'm not one to live with regrets. Like, I don't I don't regret getting this tattoo. I think it's it's a good story. And people are always like, what is that? Because <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's different. Um, it's a person with dreadlocks playing the flute, dancing. Um, and when I say it's like an alternative version of Coco Pelli, they're like, who's Coco Pelli, you know? Um, so it's a good conversation piece, um, but I feel like it's aged well, and I, I still love it. So if you can do anything to bring Coco Pelli into this millennia, would you update it? Would you do anything to it? Or are you happy with the way that it is and keep it like that for the rest of your life? This tattoo is saying exactly how it is for the rest of my life. Um, I think... I'm going to get more tattoos. So a friend and I are planning to get uh, uh, matching tattoos on our wrists. Um, We are 
cucumber martini drinkers. So the plan is to get like a little car- cucumber martini drink um, tattooed on our wrists. Um, and I also would like to get another Coco Pelle tattoo probably in the middle of my back. Okay. So what I want to know about this martini drink is how are you going to know it's a cucumber martini drink? I'll know, and I don't care if anybody else knows. (laughs) But they can also, like, put a little cucumber, like, garnish on the glass. Okay. I think that'll that'll make it very uh, easy to kind of distinguish. So if you're going to get a second Coco Pelle tattoo, what are you going to do different? And, like, like, what do you want from it? So... My second Coco Pelle tattoo will definitely be a more traditional Coco Pelle. So, like, people look at my tattoo and they don't see Coco Pelle. Um, so it'll be a more, you know, like, this guy um, looking like an actual Coco Pelle. So that, like, when people look at it, if, they, if they've seen Coco Pelle before, they'll know that it's Coco Pelle. Um, I also want, like, a little tribal design around it as well. It'll be all black, just like my current tattoo. Um, but that's all that I'll do different. I think that will probably be uh, a tattoo that's going to look great because you're going to make it more traditional. But I also think that the tattoo that you got when you're 16 is very special. You know, it's special to you and you know what it is. And it's really cool that you want to get another one. You know, most people don't get two doses of the same thing and usually they uh, cover it up or they upgrade it. But, you know, that, that's really cool that you're going to get another one. Um, do you think you get anything else beyond that? I don't have any plans of it, but never say never. That is true. You got one. There's more to come. You got it. (laughs) Well, thank you for being on the show. I know you only have one tattoo, but maybe once you get a couple more, that, uh, martini (laughs) and the new Coco Pelly, we can get an update of what that was like, the experience and, uh, where you got it. And uh, we can have you back on the show. I'd love to. Thank you for being on the show. This has been another episode of the Inktails podcast. And this is your host, Tenoch. I'm out. Thanks for joining me this week for another episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Inktails podcast and their website at inktailspodcast.com, where you can see photos of all our guests and their tattoos. Please subscribe to the show to hear more fun stories from exciting guests. Who knows? It might be you.